so what if you're single? You're never alone in the single soul circle. Join us as we hear from singles who will inspire you and help you face the unique challenges and opportunities of the single life. I'm your host, Heidi Fry. Today, I'm excited to have Nicole Hamming join me in the single soul circle. Nicole founded the group Single Mingle, which is both a Facebook community and event group for singles over 40 in the Phoenix area. I found out about the group through a friend of a friend and attended their recent one-year celebration social where I met Nicole and many others. So thank you, Nicole, for joining us today to talk more about the Single Mingle group and how people can become part of that, or if they're in another city, how maybe they can start something similar. So thanks for joining me, Nicole. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Can you talk a little bit more about how you decided to start the group? Sure. So about a year ago, um, I had been uh, single for the most part uh, for about three years and had been in the online dating community, which I found to be extremely frustrating and challenging. It was, for me, uh, a time waster and an energy sucker. And I had decided that even though I met some lovely people, that I wasn't meeting the people that I felt were um, meant to be in my life in a relationship capacity. And I had had that conversation with several friends, uh, men and women, and we had started talking about other opportunities of, you know, uh, the challenge of, of being single and meeting people. We didn't want to do the bar scene, didn't want to uh, subject ourselves, you know, to the late night alcohol. And, you know, even though we do drink, it's not something that we wanted that uh, type of connection to be from. So we had just decided on a whim. Um, I had decided on a whim that I was just going to start a group uh, on Facebook. And within the first couple of days, I had made a phone call from a, to a friend of mine that owned a restaurant, a, a local restaurant here in the Ocotillo area, and said I wanted to have an um, event at his restaurant. Would he provide music, happy hour pricing, and give me a location in their restaurant to host a party. And within two days, I had probably uh, about 180 people in the Facebook group that were single. Yep. I reached out. I went through my Facebook friends and just sent messages to people that I knew were single Mm -hmm. and invited them to invite people. And I had 50 people show up at my first event. And I had, I probably knew three. Oh, wow. So it was (laughs) great. great. And, and I actually, that night I had made two love connections, which was, um, a surprise to me. One is, uh, they are still together. Another one of them lasted for seven months and they are still friends. But the biggest thing for me that came out of that event was I took away five new single girlfriends. I had made connections with five other women that I absolutely love and adore and enjoy doing things with. And from that group, we decided to create events, get-togethers, whether it be hiking, kayaking, um, ski trips, happy hours, concerts, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. uh, opportunities to put people that wanted to join us in an environment where they could meet other people, whether it was you know, new, new girlfriends, new guy friends, relationships, whatever. But it was an opportunity to be in an environment where people could meet people organically doing what they enjoy doing. So great uh, to have such a great turnout and have both the love connections, the friendships mm-hmm. and, and all of that. I know some people 
can have these fears. So I know fear is a big thing about attending an event like this. And do you have any advice for someone who might feel a little bit fearful that, hey, is this going to be a high pressure situation? Or, you know, maybe they're a little more introverted. Yeah, um, actually, I do have one uh, guy friend that uh, will call me and say that he suffers from anxiety in those kind of kind of social settings. Mm -hmm. And I've encouraged him that, um, you know, hey, I'm happy to be there, make some connections for you, because I can see how meeting people can be awkward and uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I am such a people person, that kind of stuff does not bother me or intimidate me, but I can see how it, it can for others. My, my thinking is this, is uh, you've got nothing to lose anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, and the opportunity to go and meet somebody new, you, the possibilities are endless. I mean, whether it's just a networking connection, a business connection, a uh, friendship connection, or any other opportunity, I think it's a risk worth taking. And I know at the event I attended, you had different questions that people would answer and put on their name tag as kind of a conversation starter as well. So I think that kind of gave people something to talk about so they didn't have to think of like, oh, what do I, what do I say when I yeah. walk up to someone? So I thought yeah. that was really neat as well. And on the first event, uh, we did that as well. Um, when, when you get into such a large, uh, you know, 50 plus or even probably 30 plus when you really don't have a commonality like a, like maybe a, a sports uh, venue game or something, and you need to kind of create some kind of conversation and an icebreaker uh, will do that. But most of the time, our events are, are much smaller and they're much more intimate, maybe anywhere between, you know, 10 to, to 20 people attends an average event. And then that, that will change probably as we grow mm -hmm. and have more members throughout the valley. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of single people kind of suffer from that loneliness. And so how do you think a group like this can really help singles with that loneliness? Well, what's great about it is that because we do different types of events, generally speaking, if you just kind of pay attention to the events tab within the group, you can kind of see what people are hosting and what they're doing and where, where they're doing it. Um, it allows you to get out and do things that you enjoy and or maybe something that maybe you've never done before. We had one, I think it was just a few weekends ago, where it was horseback riding, and there were a lot of people that had never even ridden a horse. And it's just an opportunity, you know, to get out there and, and try something new. Oh, wow. That's really neat, because I think sometimes people have an idea, and they think, well, I don't have anybody to go mm -hmm. try that with, or... Exactly. Uh, yeah, and then it helps with that fear. Could you um, share any other stories that you have about some of those more unique events? So from the first event, uh, I had met some, some people that were really engaged and had ideas of things that they wanted to do. I've made several people in my group moderators. I feel that they're great uh, conversation starters. Mm -hmm. And I've allowed people that have certain ideas of things that they would like to do to host the events. Mm -hmm. So they range in categories. You know, I've got somebody that wants to do some kind of a, um, you know, like they follow a, a hockey or they follow a, a particular sports team team or, you know, I've got somebody that teaches yoga that has offered to do yoga in the park. Mm -hmm. So there's just a, a wide variety of, you know, events and opportunities. Yeah. And I noticed there's also, you know, some people may not have somebody to spend the holidays with. So mm -hmm. I've seen some different events popping up around that too. So I think that's really important because I know that mm -hmm. can be kind of a difficult time as a mm -hmm. single person. Mm -hmm. And we're open, we're absolutely open to, you know, we can't possibly, because we're, this is all volunteers and it's obviously, you know, uh, valley driven as far as what part of town do you live in and, and um, you know, 
we can't really cater to to everybody all the time and uh, so we absolutely welcome it that if if there's something that you want to do or you want to open up something to others in the group we are happy to have you host great and then talking a little bit more about the facebook group so mm -hmm. um you have that online format i've seen different you know questions memes things like that how mm -hmm. have you seen that online community provide a community for the single people uh, I actually think it's great. Um, we have to approve every post because, you know, everybody comes from different walks of life and mm -hmm. has different ideas and personalities of, of what they think is appropriate and not appropriate. So we really try to keep it classy. Uh, sometimes mm -hmm. some things maybe will slip through the cracks, but we're, I've got between six moderators. We, you know, want to keep it clean and respectful and positive. And I, I've got about six gals. No, pardon me. I have about four, four gals and probably two guys that help me with trying to create dialogue and conversation. And what I think is important about that is even though we monitor for the most part, what people say, it allows people to express themselves and engage mm -hmm. and be who they, you know, their true colors and be who they, you know, whether they're funny or they're a little bit dry or, you know, whatever, want them to be who they are. We try to encourage uh, conversation within people because I think that if you feel like you have an opportunity to get to know somebody within a forum or a format like the uh, Single Mingle Facebook group, that potentially you'll have a higher comfort level to getting out and doing one of the events with, with the group. And I know sometimes there's this thought that, you know, when single women get together, it's kind of like this whole male bashing thing. And so mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that I think that I've seen through the discussions is kind of that understanding of getting to know both sides of it. So, you know, mm -hmm. the men have their views, women have theirs and, and kind of seeing some of those dialogues that go on. Are there any examples of things that you've seen in discussions that have been kind of eye-opening? Um, you know, I don't know about eye-opening, but other than maybe the fact that, that I think that men and women are very much very similar in a lot of ways. Right. Um, we both, you know, there are some uh, scenarios where women get blamed for certain personality traits and men get blamed for certain personality traits. And the truth is, is that men and women are very similar to that res respect in both, both ways. I think that it just shows you where you are in your own personal life. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that was one of the struggles with online dating was that I, I think a lot of people on the apps and or in the uh, like match.com or, you know, eHarmony or whatever, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are not necessarily in the same place in their lives. And that's the challenge is, is that you meet people that are not as far along the journey as you are. Mm -hmm. And or they have a different set of circumstances that they're bringing to the table. So I think with this format and having those conversations, you kind of get an idea where, where people are at in their lives just mm -hmm. by how they respond to certain comments within the thread. Yeah. Yeah. I know with my blog and podcast, it was geared towards women. And then I found a lot of men were reading the blog and, mm -hmm. and commenting and just seeing how we all have a lot of similar experiences mm -hmm. and being able to be a little bit more vulnerable and share that. I think that creates a lot more understanding. So mm -hmm. I think that's really neat. As far as men participating in groups. So we kind of see this in a lot of different groups where there's less men that that participate. Do you have any theories as to why they're not participating? <sighs> oh <as a> man, <laughs> I wish I did. It's, mm -hmm. um, it's a shame actually, because the odds, if you're a man, the odds are pretty damn good for you because when, when you go to any one of our events, it's like three to one. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
it's, uh, I, I, I don't know, I, I don't know if it's just a male personality. They're not as uh, gregarious to getting out there and, and trying new things. Sometimes maybe they're a creature of habit. Um, maybe it's because women are usually the ones that kind of push people to, to do things. And so I think for the most part, women are much more social beings and they're not afraid to get out and be social. Maybe they're not as, as afraid of rejection as maybe men are. I don't know, but it's, uh, it's really unfortunate because we really have a lot of wonderful women in our group really do. So yes, yes. Including you. I wish I got the oh. opportunity to spend a little bit more time with yeah. you on Sunday. Yeah, definitely. will. we will at a future event. Yes, for sure. for sure. Right. And do you have any advice for singles joining groups like these and how to kind of approach it to have a successful experience? Um, I would say start with um, whatever social media platform you're comfortable with. Uh, my generation is Facebook. It allows me to you know, create the events and uh, uh, network with my connections and kind of stay in tune with um, maybe who's single and, and who's not. That's a, a great venue. And then from there, those that are single uh, within your group, I always kind of like to pay attention to who that who those people are, what they do for a living, what they offer, and try to connect that way. Like somebody might offer venues to host, like my friend that owned a restaurant, or they might be a performer, or they might uh, offer some type of a service. I'm a connector by nature, so I like to be able to connect people that have um, something in common to together to help each other, or maybe not something in common if somebody's looking for something in particular. So. Uh, I think that is a great way to start and just build your community from there and leverage, you know, leverage your, leverage your help, leverage your opportunities. Um, I, I think that social media is a great aspect for that. And if someone lives outside of Phoenix and wants to start something similar, do you have any other advice for them? Uh, just do it. Uh, it doesn't take any, anything but time for the most part. It's not a, a financial cost. It's uh, mm-hmm just basically taking the time to put it together and, and uh, reach out to your connections. And um, is there anything that I haven't asked that you wanted to share about the group? You know, probably not anything more. Um, it's been a fun group. It's allowed me to get out and do certain things that I wouldn't probably have done. I've made some wonderful new friends and, you know, it's, uh, it's been a positive experience. Great. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experience and encouragement to others to be part of this and just um, what an inspiration and all the connections that you've been able to um, help facilitate for people. I think that's so awesome. Well, thank you. And thank you for having me. Yeah. And before we let you go, I have kind of six quick, uh, we call it our circle six questions for you. So start out. If you had to describe yourself in three words, what words would you choose? Uh, I'm a risk taker genuine, positive. And what is one of your favorite hobbies or activities? Hiking. I love to hike, especially when our weather is as beautiful as it is right now. Yeah. And what is one question that you like to ask on a first date? I like to know who the person is that's sitting across from me. So I like to know about them. Uh, I think that that's really important too much, too many times we like to sit and talk about ourselves, Mm -hmm. but I like to know what makes that person that is sitting across from me at the table or wherever I am, you know, who are you? What, what, tell me a little bit about yourself. And what is the best gift you ever bought for yourself? 
Ooh, that's a great question. <laughs> uh, I would say whatever I've done that has given me experiences. I had have had the fortune uh, this past year to take a few cruises with a girlfriend. And I would say that it was the gift of travel mm. and seeing things that I would never in a million years see. And what is your favorite place to take visitors in Arizona? Hmm. I like to take them to La Grande Orange for pizza and chocolate chip <laughs> cookies. They've got the best, they've got the best chocolate chip cookies rolled in sea salt. And that's what comes oh to my, my mind off the top of my head. I know it's not all that exciting. <laughs> Sounds exciting to me. I'll have to check that out. <laughs> oh, they've got the they've got the great, greatest ambiance on the weekend. It is such a it is such a fun place to go to on the weekend for brunch. I've had the pizza, but now I have, oh, to, their try, pizza. have to try that cookie. <laughs> oh yeah. No, their pizza is, their pizza is delicious, but that cookie, yeah. is, that cookie rocks. I usually buy six at a time and freeze them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. And our last question, what is one of your dream vacation destinations? Oh, um, I would probably say Europe. I've never been to Europe. Uh, I've been to Spain, but I've never been to Paris and London. So okay. um, those would be that would be someplace I would like to put on my bucket list. Sounds like a, a good next mm -hmm. gift for yourself. Mm -hmm. That All works. Right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time with us today and hope to see you at an event soon. Thank you, Heidi. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Single Soul Circle podcast. If you'd like to be a guest or have an idea for a guest, email me at singlesoulcircle at gmail.com and be sure to check out our blog at singlesoulcircle.com.